And now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Clark and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the uh, third Gut Check Podcast. Zach, we got a really special episode tonight because this is the uh, not only the fifth year uh, anniversary of Gut Check Press, so we're going to celebrate that a little bit tonight, but it's also uh, our first remote uh, we're broadcasting live from the Nakatomi building. Actually, the Nakatomi wing of uh, Gut Check World Headquarters, which is named, of course, after uh, the great Christmas movie Die Hard, which uh, we're airing tonight uh, kind of as a company event, a company Christmas party. Hey, John Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that was Zach doing Ellis. I was doing a character. Yeah, do, he was doing Ellis from Die Hard. Is what that was. <laughs> I seem to have developed like kind of a, a wheeze when I when I laugh. Just in the last like twenty minutes, Ted, Ted's already like like yeah. making other deals on his phone. No, I'm, I'm in the middle of. I'm looking at the set list. I'm looking at the oh, uh, the agenda for the, the show. Agenda. All right. Um, so what we, what we uh, kind of had planned to talk about tonight were all things that were related to Die Hard because that's such a special movie. Uh, I think for Christmas in general, but for our company. Uh, more specifically, so should we introduce the, our, our guests here? Yeah, we have some special guests in the studio. Uh, we've got uh, Kristen Cluck, the saucy broad, uh, my wife. Hello. Everybody should introduce themselves with "Hey, John Boy." Hey, say, John Boy. No, no, say it like Alice from yeah, the like Alice. Say "Hey, John Boy," like that. I, I don't, I don't think I can, I can reproduce on the same level that that you guys. Okay, can. maybe, uh, I, maybe uh, Aaron can. All right, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Bartles, my wife. Hey. John Boy. All right. Nice. That and was, Aaron, that was pretty good. Aaron, I actually uh, want to ask you a question about Ellis. You have a special kind of disdain for that character. Can I do. you talk about that I a little do. bit? I do. I really... What is it about him that you dislike so so much? Most things. Okay. Um, the way he talks, the things he says, the way he uh, thinks he's a very, uh, you know, very special and, and very talented and... He's he's just he's he's kind of a blowhard. What what about his uh, yellow teeth? How do you feel about those? You know, I think if you're going to spend the money on caps, you should go with white. Well, that's what I would do. What about what about all the coke he does in the movie? How do you feel about that? He well, you know, saying, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't personally do that, but I don't think it's you know it probably amplifies his bad personality. Yeah, he might of... be less you know terrible of a person if he didn't do the coke. So. Yeah, but what's already there is there. Yeah, yeah. I love Ellis. Yeah, t- talk about that, Zach. What do you love about Ellis? I-, I think that Ellis has kind of this certain quintessential 80s kind of Dennis Miller-esque kind of, uh, I got a big collar and like uh, a lot of different phrases and stuff kind of a thing that, that, that I don't know, it makes me feel nostalgic for the 80s in like a really weird and kind of sad way. He's a funny guy. And you know what it is about Ellis, though? He's a, I feel like he's a really good businessman, and that comes through in the film because he says... I negotiate million dollar deals before for breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, and yeah. You... but see, the problem is that he doesn't—he doesn't pull it through on this this case. No, know? he doesn't. But I feel like if he were alive and like if he were a real person, we would find a place for him at gut check. Like yeah. he could be yeah. in sales or marketing or. Except that the really crucial million dollar deal where he doesn't die didn't quite pull that one off. Well, that's a growth area. You know me. what though? <laughs> I I think that we would do. Ellis's autobiography, and it would be called Booby, subtitle, I'm Your White Knight, by Ellis. Subtitle, 
I can give them to you. <laughs> well, that's that's the name of a chapter. Yeah, that's the name of chapter one. I can give them to you. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to segue just a little bit into another aspect of the film. Um, and if you haven't seen Die Hard, you have to see it because it's uh, not only a great action film. I think it's the king of of the action genre. Uh, it's all. It, it's also, in my opinion, uh, probably the best Christmas film ever made. But oh yeah, it fills uh, me with the holiday spirit every time. Holiday cheer, holiday cheer. I, I want to raise a couple of questions. But uh, first, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, it's about a, a huge building in L.A., the Nakatomi Plaza, uh, which gets taken over by terrorists uh, led by Alan Rickman's character Hans Gruber. Uh, and these men are supposed to all be German, and they're supposed to be very sort of upscale, white-collar, very competent. Judging by their clothes and and cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. But there's one character in particular, Carl's brother, uh, who's the first character that uh, the Bruce Willis kills in the movie. And and And, he's kind of a bumbling, like he's got the glasses, and it's kind of a sad situation. Yeah, kind of like the really square glasses, but uh, but I want to talk about what he's wearing. And what he's wearing uh, is a pair of gray sweatpants, with the, the with elastic, the elastic at, the bottom, at the bottom, yeah, 80s style, and a gray crew neck sweatshirt. No, no, no! It's not a crew neck. It's a mock turtleneck. Okay, it's a little. It's a like a three quarter, like a mock turtleneck. And yeah, very classy. So my question to you guys and ladies, maybe you can speak to this. Mm. Uh, why do you Why do you make that choice? Why do you wear that if you're about to uh, hold up the Nakatomi building? You know, I think it's all about ease. Of wearing and, and mobility, you want to be able to kind of lope around through the building, chasing yeah. after uh, any 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 strangers. And he he did have a real lope he to really him, didn't did. he? It's this sort of lank, lanky. He lanky. was lanky. He was, I like where you were going with that. Loping. Yeah. Yes. He was yeah. gawky. He was gawky. Yeah. Very gawky. He was gawky. Well, and and another big question I had, Zach, and this was something. Uh, that we talked about as we were viewing the film tonight was all the shooting that goes on on the roof, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of bullets fired on the roof. I mean, what do you, what do you, just a just a random ballpark guess? I'm I'm thinking. I mean, we're we're fully automatic. Three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I would guess 225 bullets. 225 bullets. Conservatively. Being- being fired off the roof of a tall building in kind of an urban area with lots of other buildings around. Out Los Angeles, a little yeah, bit urban. Yeah, a little bit of an urban area. So I hear. Um, my question is, what happens to all those bullets? Yeah, each because one's they, its own story. If you each one's it, yeah. really its own story. And, and to me, I mean, as a writer, uh, I watch that movie and I just think of all the other stories of all those bullets. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the lives that were changed. Yeah, you know? really. Yeah, that, that's that's you're bringing me down a little bit. I mean, you right. guys see an action film, but I see, I feel like there's something much, much deeper going on. And really, I mean, the the reformed guy in me goes, you know, how are we to think about? Nakatomi. You right, know what I'm yeah. saying? What's our response? What's, yeah, what's our response to Nakatomi? I will say, though, Eric. that um, I'm not particularly worried about these other stories because if you'll notice in the, in the movie, except for the police presence outside of Nakatomi Towers... There's no one else in that city. Yeah, there's no rubberneckers gathering around. There's no right. lights the crime on scene. in any of right. these buildings. Right. I mean, there's nothing. Wait, they, they couldn't pay for extras, perhaps? Don't you remember the neighbor? There was one neighbor. There was one, one neighbor. neighbor who caught John McClane's eye. Yep. Early mm. on in the film. She was a random naked lady in the building mm. next to There you go. And I, I can say, honestly, I never noticed that until it was pointed out tonight. And I have seen this movie 600 times. Well, yeah. she is there. Mm. I'll she notice it next time, I'm sure, whether I want to or not. But 
Well, she would be a great subject for for a story. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. this kind of like already. A bullet's coming through that why, window. Why is she there in a skyscraper naked, and then and then yeah. what happens if she gets winged or yeah. like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, mm. we all have stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you're a fan of the show, uh, if you're a fan of the Gut Check podcast, and by you, show, and by show we mean, of course, uh, two people talking into a computer, or four. In this case, four people. Yeah. Uh, then you know we have some recurring bits. We have some recurring segments that we like to do on the show. Uh, one of which, and I, I think probably the most meaningful of which, uh, is a segment where uh, we fire up the randomizer. Uh, so, Zach, if you can get that ready, just the, bi- the big go, yeah. wheel, uh-huh. again, with the thing that clicks against the other thing, and it, and it, it slowly builds tension, it slowly builds tension and, then it, and then it stops. Uh-huh. Um, so what we do is we fire up the randomizer, and we select uh, at random a tweet by Rachel Held Evans. And we don't do any setup of the tweet. We don't do any reacting or responding, uh, which is kind of ironic. And I'll just explain the ironic tension in that moment because um, what we do on a podcast is say sort of clever things with our words. But in this case, we, we just right. don't. Because when we don't say things, then it's just, it's not even a podcast. It's just nothing. Yeah, exactly. The question is how much more silent can it be? And the answer is none, none. more silent. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So we're going to fire up this uh, this randomizer, and Zach, I've got a little twist for you tonight. Uh, I'm going to ask you to read the tweet, and I'm going to ask you to do it because it's Christmas uh, in uh, Jimmy Stewart's voice in honor of another Christmas film uh, called It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a Wonderful Life. Die Hard 2. with a cameo by Jimmy Stewart. Um, <laughs> no, right. it's, it's a wonderful life. So Now, don't you feel like that is in itself kind of a commentary on it? I don't know what the commentary would be, but don't you think there's a kind of... Wait, a commentary on what? On which just, thing? Just the... the, uh, the... KK, drink some coffee. Yeah. Ted's Ted life what it, is asleep. This is what it sounds like for me to give KK some coffee on the air <laughs> in the studio. No, I mean, just like the fact, like using a goofy voice, don't you think that's in and itself sort of a, a commentary? But if we if mm. we establish that all it means is that this is Christmas time. Yeah. Okay. Then I feel like we're okay. Yeah, all yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, all right. Well, then I feel just... like what we're doing is classy and above the Right, world. yes. I do too. Okay. <laughs> I do too. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna hand the uh All right, the let's, let's, uh, let's launch this, spin the wheel. Yep. All right, so we've got one here. Here it is. Um, <clears throat> another. <laughs> you can't. You can't laugh at it, man. That's. This is why it's not going to okay. work. All yeah. Right. No, I'm not laughing. This is very. Well, can't react to here's it. the thing. The subject matter of the tweet is very. Serious. Yeah, it is. It is. So, actually, it actually is. Yeah. So. I'm going to kind of get into that place so that I can. I can. I can really right. think through what's being said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just need. I got my own thing going on. No, listen. Just, you need to be. You need to focus up and be professional because this is this is live radio. This yeah. is and and by and that by we live, mean neither we can, live nor yeah, radio. Right. All right. <laughs> uh, another great thing about egalitarian marriage: uh, uh, no games. Uh, I don't have to quote make him think it was his idea because our ideas hold equal worth. <laughs> See, you failed at that then because you you were responding to my funny voice, not to her words though. So yeah. I think it's okay for me to respond to your funny voice. Do you think that was a pretty good Jimmy Stewart? I think it was a great Jimmy Stewart. Because my wife, who's sitting two to your left, thinks that I'm horrible at doing impressions. Oh, stop. No, baby, don't talk like that. I think you're great at doing it's the impressions. It's just where we are. It's where we are. It's where right. we are. It's where we are in our journey. And folks, you know where we are in our journey? Uh, we're ready to get back to uh, the gut check 
annual Christmas party. And uh, we're going to sign off. This has been a short episode, but it's been it's been really good and it's been really profound. So um, for Zach, for Kristen, for Aaron, for all of us uh, at Gut Check World Corporate Headquarters. Nakatomi uh, Wing. The Nakatomi, Nakatomi Wing. Thank yeah. you, babe. Uh, Merry Christmas, and look for the Gut Check five-year retrospective at uh, www.gutcheckpress.com. Help us celebrate uh, not only this great company, but also Christmas. Christmas.